BBCC. How are we doing? Wow, was that a great video or what? So uh, who here has a pulse? Okay, great. So you qualify for Region, this incredible ministry that we have here at BBCC that is all about going through your hurts and your hangups and habits, not as a self-help program. It's all about Jesus and for Jesus and by Jesus because of Jesus. So we've established you have a pulse. That's good. You qualify for Region. It's a week from Wednesday, the 24th, Wednesday night, the 24th, every Wednesday night, 6 to 8 p.m. in the library. Also, next week at Group Connect, Pastor Doug had, had talked about Group Connect. They're going to have a table there, too, so you can meet some of their leaders there as well. We love what God is doing there at Region, and you know what? Maybe, just maybe, this is what God has for you in 2024. So, question for you guys. Who here when they were a kid, enjoyed tug-of-war. Who here enjoyed tug-of-war? Yeah, all right. Who here did not like tug-of-war? Okay, yeah, so we're about 50-50 in that. So you're familiar with the game, right? So you, know, you got about 50-50 split of people on one side and on the other of this rope. In the middle of the rope, there's like this marking, right? And, and you gotta pull that part of the rope over to your side, and the goal is not to get it pulled over to the other side. And so you pull with all your might, oh, and pull, and pull, and pull, and the hope is that you come out victorious. Elementary school Andrew did not come out victorious very much in tug of war. Sometimes in, in life, does it just feel like you're getting pulled from all different kinds of directions? Like there's a tug of war going on and it's you in the middle. It's not just two teams. It's like there's a hundred different things that are pulling at you. And it's exhausting, isn't it? So maybe you're here today and you're just tired. You got so much pulling at you. And as we go through this series, this you in five years, one of the glaring questions that we have is, why is change so hard? Why is change so hard? Why is it so hard to, to make these changes in my life? Everything is competing for your affections. There is so much that is pulling at your heart. And it's not just two teams, it's a hundred different things that are pulling to get you on their team or on their side. They're trying to win your heart, to buy into this identity or to give in to this way of coping, to step away from Jesus in this way or that way. There's a hundred things that are fighting for your heart. If you don't believe it, Think about all the different ads that are on your phone. <laughs> or when you scroll social media, think about all the different things that are saying, this is what should define you. There are a million different things that are after your heart. And so the question we want to ask today is, what do I do in the tug of war for my heart? As I look ahead in five years, 
I can't go anywhere if I don't start with my heart. What do I do in the tug of war for my heart? And the answer to this question certainly affects five years down the road, but it affects today, affects your week, your marriage, your home life, your work, because the heart affects everything. What do I do in the tug of war of my heart? Well, today we're going to look at Psalm chapter 1 to answer that question. Psalm chapter 1, and we'll be going through this beautiful chapter. So there's Bibles in the seat back in front of you. We're going to put them, uh, the verses on the screen. You can pull out your phone. Um, just ignore all the advertisements maybe that pop up, right? Um, pull up your phone, your Bible there. But let's engage with God's word and see what he has to say to us. What do I do in the tug of war of my heart? And as you're getting ready to dive into this, Psalm chapter 1 is the first chapter of the book of Psalms, right? This beautiful, the biggest book in the Bible. The Bible is full of 66 books. This is the biggest one. So the very first chapter, it's setting the tone for the rest of the book of Psalms. And Psalms has emotions in it that are all over the map. The highest of highs and the lowest of lows. Celebration and grieving and lament, everything in between. So there's a 100% chance that wherever you're at in life, there's something in Psalms that can relate to you. But this first chapter sets the tone for the rest of the book. It sets the tone as well, too, for us and our heart over these next five years. So if you're dialed in, if you're ready to go, you say, I'm ready? I'm ready. All right, let's pray as we continue our time. So God, we just praise you. Jesus, you are our living hope. The implications of that are huge. It means you're here now. You're with us. It means you're worthy of all glory and honor and praise. God, I thank you for all you've given us to celebrate. Just like we saw, we got to see this incredible thing called baptism. We got to see Veronica and Stacy get baptized. And, and what that means, God, of just that we, as those of us that know you, we have died with you, have been buried with you. We have been raised with you. You have changed everything in our lives. And we just want to praise you for that. And so, Lord, we come to you, our living hope, to your word that says, your word says about itself, it's living and active and sharper than any double-edged sword. God, would you work and move in our own lives and hearts this morning? Help us to walk out of here a little more in love with you, a little closer to you, and a little more ready to follow you with our lives and with our lips. And I pray this in your name, Jesus. Amen. So what do I do in the tug of war of my heart? Wait, let's do this. We're going to read Psalm chapter 1 actually in its entirety together to kick our, us off. This is just helpful to get the whole view. It's six verses. And so let's go through this starting in verse 1. Blessed is the one who does not walk in step with the wicked or stand in the way that sinners take or sit in the company of mockers, but whose delight is in the law of the Lord 
and who meditates on his law day and night. That person is like a tree planted by streams of water, which yields its fruit in season and whose leaf does not wither. Whatever they do prospers, not so the wicked. They are like chaff that the wind blows away. Therefore, the wicked will not stand in the judgment, nor sinners in the assembly of the righteous. For the Lord watches over the way of the righteous, but the way of the wicked leads to destruction. Psalm chapter 1. What do I do in the tug of war of my heart? Point number one, choose your friends wisely. Choose what influences you, what impacts you wisely. Verse 1, going back to that, says, Blessed is the one who does not walk and step with the wicked or stand in the way that sinners take or sit in the company of mockers. So we've got some parallelism here, right? See, the psalmist is saying things a little bit the same way but differently. Don't walk and step with the wicked. Don't stand in the way that they take. Don't sit in their company. It means don't get influenced and impacted and the affections of your heart changed. This by no means does not mean that you don't love on and be light to and be a part of the lives who don't, of those who don't know Jesus. What this means, though, is that you're not letting the tug of war of your heart, letting it be pulled in a direction that's not of Jesus. The psalmist starts with blessed. This word blessed, it means how happy, this deep-seated, deep-rooted joy. Anybody here want to be blessed? Sounds pretty good. It's this idea that goes beyond our circumstances. It goes beyond our day-to-day and the tug-of-war of life. This is deep-seated, deep-rooted joy. So blessed is the one, I love that first phrase that he uses, does not walk in step with the wicked. Anybody here ever do, like, was in marching band by chance? Anybody in marching band? Wow, good. All right. I knew you guys. That's why you guys are so cool. That makes So I was in marching band, too. We're pretty cool, right? And so in marching band, I, I played the saxophone in high school. I can't believe it. I share too much with you guys. This is a safe place, right? Okay. I, I was in marching band. I loved it. But here's the deal. When you go out there, it's halftime in the football game, and you go out there, there's the, the uh, drum majors that get up on their ladders and they're kind of doing this thing and you got the music that you're playing and you keep in step with the people around you. So you better, it's 101 marching band, you better stay in step with those people because if you don't, forget about everything else. When it comes to this phrase, keep in step with the wicked, the psalmist is getting at, don't, don't just go to the beat of what the rest of society is doing. If, if, if you and I just go with the flow of the world around us, before we know it, we're going to be keeping in step with just the world around us and away from Jesus. When people see you, do they know that there's something different about you? Your step's different. In the workplace, do they go, man, why don't you gossip like everyone else does around the water cooler? 
maybe you're a high schooler and they say, man, what's, what's, what's different about you? You don't cheat on the homework like everyone else does. You're going against the grain. You're moving to the beat <laughs> of a different drum, and that's Jesus. Blessed is the person who does not do these things. Okay, well, let's talk about how am I blessed? We've talked about, okay, I'm not going to associate with this, meaning I'm not going to let my affections be pulled in that direction. Well, then what do I do? Well, instead of associating with, with that, going to the beat of just the world around us, go to the beat of those who also know Jesus and love him and love his word. Get involved with things like Regen starting a week from Wednesday. Get involved with a group and come to Group Connect next Sunday and, and meet, meet some people. Serve with other like-minded people who love Jesus. Like we were talking about in a, in a week or two is the, the volunteer uh, meeting for uh, the nursery and kids workers. And if, if you're interested, you come to that. Get involved in something like that. Be a part of move into the beat of the gospel. And again, this doesn't mean that we shut ourselves out from the world. Not even close. Jesus told us his last words before leaving earth. Go, go, make disciples. That means engage with the world around us. Engage with the wicked. Engage with those who don't know Jesus. We're going to talk later about how apart from him, we are the wicked. And pull them in to this different kind of beat where we keep in step with the good news of the gospel. So what do I do in the tug of war of my heart? I choose my friends wisely. What else do we do? I delight in God's word. Point number two, I delight in God's word. So as we look over these next five years, it's important to remember that what I put in my heart is gonna be what comes out in my life. I delight in God's word. Look with me in verse two. But anytime you see a contrast in scripture, that's a big deal, right? So we've talked about what not to do, but whose delight is in the law of the Lord and who meditates on his law day and night. We're gonna talk a little bit later about getting practical with that. How do we, how do we position ourselves in a way that puts God's word in our hearts? But any of you... You may, you maybe you get home after after a long day, and and, and you get home and you just start humming some song. It just gets stuck in your head, and you're like, "Where did this come from? Why am I humming this random song?" You fill in the blank, whatever song you want. Why am I humming this? Where did this come from? And then you start backtracking your steps, and you go, "Oh yeah, when I was at the grocery store." They were playing that song on the radio, and it just keeps going and going in the background. I, just, I didn't think about it. I didn't notice it until just now. When it comes to meditating on God's law day and night, it's not like you have to have God's word in front of you 24-7. You can't sleep. You can't eat. You can't do anything else. But it's like this background track that is the soundtrack of your life that you're continuing to notice and draw from and see and dwell on. It's this beautiful sound that's been put into your heart. 
And remember, what's in you is what comes out of you. So as we talk about five years from now, I hate to do this, but can I tell you something that's for sure going to happen? You're going to go through hard times. You're going to get that phone call that you never wanted. Or maybe hear that news from the doctor that you never wanted to hear. Or have that financial issue that you never saw coming. Or that problem at work that was unexpected. The only constant someone said is change. That's right. You will go through hard times. What is in you is what comes out of you. What are you putting in you to draw from? Not just five years from now, but now. In the midst of the tug of war of your affections, how are we delighting in God's word? We'll get practical here in a few minutes too, but let's look on verse three. That person is like, this is a simile, like. That person is like, it's comparing a tree planted by streams of water which yields its fruit in season, whose leaf does not wither, whatever they do prospers. Check out this, this, this picture here. This is from, from the Verde River. What do you notice about those trees? What color are they? Green. They're getting their nourishment, their sustenance, their life from the river. The psalmist is saying, when you dive into God's word, when you put it in your heart, it's nourishing and sustaining and filling and watering your soul. In the next five years, as you and I go through hard times, and we will, being that nourished, green, deep-rooted tree, through Jesus, we can weather those storms. Look with me now in verse 4. Psalmist says this, not so the wicked. So we got this contrast, not so the wicked. They are like chaff that the wind blows away. What's chaff, right? It's like part of the wheat that's just useless. Gets trampled or threshed and goes with the wind. What a contrast. The psalmist here, as he sets up the whole book of Psalms, as we continue to set up our next five years, has created this contrast the tree life or the chaff life? The difference? Who you bow the knee to, where your affections lie. Look with me now in verse 5. Therefore the wicked will not stand in the judgment, nor sinners in the assembly of the righteous. Again, we have this contrast. We have this difference. And again, the one, you know what the one difference is between the righteous and the wicked Jesus. You and I, we don't get to, we're not in our white ivory tower looking down, going, those wicked people. No, we know who we are apart from Jesus. We were dead in our sin, but Christ died for us. You know what that means? We as people living the tree life get to call out to those living the chaff life and say, come, come to this. We get to do the tug of war and say, come over here, not reluctantly, willingly, come to Jesus. Because that life, that eternal life, is so much better. Look with me now in verse six. For the Lord watches over the way of the righteous, 
but the way of the wicked leads to destruction. We see that contrast. If you get nothing else out of this morning, would you get this promise? What's that promise? The Lord watches over you. We've talked about where our righteousness comes from. It comes from Christ and Christ alone. So if you know Jesus, if you perceive this incredible Savior, know that you're righteous, you're right with God, and know that he watches over you. Some of us need to hear that. Because you're going through hard stuff now. Going through hard times now. He watches over you. You are not alone. So we see throughout the psalm the contrast between the tree life and the chaff life. What do we do with this? How are you spending time delighting in God's word? There's this credible verse in 2 Corinthians 3.18. I'm going to read it for you. We all with unveiled face beholding the glory of the Lord are being transformed into the same image from one degree of glory to another. And this comes from the Lord who is the Spirit. Over these next five years, change often happens one degree at a time. One degree. And in that passage we just read from 2 Corinthians, what does it come from? Does it come from being your best self? Does it come from doing all the self-help stuff? Reading the right stuff? Eating the right stuff? Exercising the right way? And just being the best you? It comes from beholding God's face. How are you Beholding God's face. How are you positioning yourself in this tug of war of life where you're viewing God, delighting in his word? That is where the change begins and ends. So let's get practical here for a second. If you're taking notes, I want you to answer these questions when it comes to getting into God's word. When are we going to do it? When? When is it for you? Is it the morning time when you first wake up? Is it at night after you put the kids down for bed? Is it in the middle of your day on your lunch break? When? Where? It's the next one. I want you to be specific as you're taking notes or you're filing this away in your mind. Where? In this daily rhythm. Is it at your desk? Is it in that spare room? Get away from the, you know, get away from the kids for a second and go have that, have that time. Is it at night before you go to bed, just in your bed? Where? And then what? What are you going to do? What are you going to read? What are you going to take in? If you haven't done this before, if you've never gone anywhere, you, you know, version has some great, great options on it. I'm, I'm doing a, a one-year Bible plan actually through them and loving that. But if, if you've never done this before, start in the Gospel of John. 
Go to the table of contents, find John, go to John, and just try, try maybe a chapter or a paragraph each morning or each evening, whatever it is. Spend time in God's word. So the when, the where, the what. Be specific. And then let's conduct that daily rhythm, not to earn something, not to gain righteousness. We've already established that we're righteous, but we are beholding God's face. As we do that, he's continuing to change us one degree at a time. So over these next five years and today, may you position yourself in front of God. May you embrace your identity as a righteous son and daughter of God. May you live the tree life embracing that identity. And if you don't know this Jesus in a moment, we're going to encourage you to come and talk to our prayer team. Make today the day where you say, you know what? I, I feel Jesus tugging at my heart. I'm ready to give in to that. I'm ready to, ready to do what Veronica and, and Stacy did where they went public with their faith and said, I've received Jesus. I know him. I love him. I want the world to know. Come, and we want to talk to you. We want to pray with you. So in the tug of war of life, remember Jesus obliterated anything and everything that's competing for your heart right now. He's greater. The fight is hard right now, but we know the end of the story, don't we? You know that Jesus, the conquering king, took on sin, death, the grave, and anything else that's pulling at your heart right now. He has the ultimate victory in that tug of war of life. And so may you know God watches over you, he loves you, and he wants you to spend time with him. And let's see what he has in store for us over these next five years. Hey, if you are new here, we are so glad you're here. We're so happy to see you here. We know it's not by coincidence that God's brought you here. There's a connect card and seat back in front of you. Grab that guy, fill it out, and go to the information center afterwards. We'll have a gift bag for you. Can't wait to meet and greet you. Hey, we are here to pray for you too. There's a prayer team over there. They'd love to talk with you and pray with you. We also have a prayer card and seat back in front of you. Fill that out. We'd love to pray for you as a staff. And you know what? Maybe God's poked on your heart about just getting into God's word and you want us to pray for you about that. Write it on the card. We'd love to join you in prayer and just be there to encourage you. So church family with that, would you pray for me as we close out our time together? Lord God, we, we love you. We thank you for this time. Thank you for my friends here. As we go out of this place, would you continue to write the story of their lives, of their next five years, and of their day to day? We love you. It's all about you and for you and because of you, Jesus. We pray this all in your name, Jesus. Amen. All right, well, hey, you guys have a great rest of your day. We're gonna have a tug of war competition in the parking lot. We'll see you there. <laughs> have a good one. <laughs>